Welcome to the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Castell. My hope is that this podcast will be a place to encourage women to shine their lights brightly and authentically by unapologetically being who God called us to be. You can expect to hear me talk about things like Jesus, how ghetto adulting is, finances, dating, therapy, and honestly, everything in between. My prayer is that each episode you will walk away feeling encouraged, inspired, and seen. Let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Shine Bright Podcast. As always, I'm your host with the most, Brianna Christelle. If you are new around here, the Shine Bright Podcast is a bi-weekly podcast. Yes, that means every other week I drop an episode. I It's so funny. I always have people that hit me up on the off weeks like, where's the episode? And I'm like, every other week, sis. <laughs> um, but yes, it is a bi-weekly podcast where we talk about a little bit of any and everything, um, mostly from a millennial Christian perspective. So we talk about relationships, online dating, We've talked about therapy, the things that I've learned in therapy. Um, We've had two great episodes the past couple of weeks talking about um, body, overcoming body shame and embracing your sexiness, even as a single. And you know, sexiness is not a bad word for Christians. (laughs) So if you haven't listened to those episodes, definitely go check them out. But yes, we talk about a little bit of any and everything here on this podcast. Um, So buckle up and thank you for being here. How is your heart, sis? So I usually like to start off every episode by answering the question, how is my heart? And I encourage you guys to answer that question for yourself as well. I have not done that in the past couple of episodes because we've just jumped right into the interviews. And to be honest, I have forgotten. (laughs) So you guys are due a how is your heart. Um, But I like to answer the question specifically, how is your heart? Because I think it's a much, and that's actually one of my favorite questions to ask other people. Like, how is your heart? How are you doing? Because I think it's very easy for people to BS the question, how are you? Um, but how is your heart is specifically like, how, how is your heart? How are you feeling? Like, what are you feeling? Are you good? Um, and it's just, you usually get a much deeper response. So if you're like me and you want to skip the surface shallow conversations, then feel free to ask your friends and family, how is your heart? Cause you'll be surprised the, um, actual weight of the responses that you get, but all right, how is my heart? Um, my heart is, I don't know this. I feel like, okay, let me start by saying, I feel like I'm going through a personal renaissance right now. I heard somebody else say that and I was like, oh my gosh, that totally describes what I'm going through right now. And I don't know. I feel like I'm in this place of rediscovery of myself. And I feel like I've been in this space for a while now. I think 2020 made most of us, many of us become like super introspective and reflective. And so I think I'm just in that space and I feel like I'm I'm evolving into a different person. Maybe not, maybe not different, but like there are parts of me that I'm exploring um, that I just, I guess I didn't know were there. I weren't really paying attention to before. So yeah, I feel like I'm like learning new parts of myself, which feels good, but it also was like, oh my goodness, like 
what what is happening? Who are we? So you feel a little bit untethered, but it's also like a really cool and dope time of like rediscovery and discovering new things about me. Um, but aside from that, last week, I feel like I was going through, I don't even know, like just feeling very blah about things. And I was trying to figure out what it was. And I think it was a little bit of like imposter syndrome. So many of you guys know, I think I've shared it here, but I'm making a pivot into like the confidence coaching space um, and took a turn away from like personal finance and sharing my debt journey and all that stuff since your girl is free from that. And I'm working on building uh, my course and stuff right now and I have a couple of really exciting things coming out. And I think I was just like dealing with like, who am I to be doing this? Like, am I allowed to do this? Is this okay? Is this okay? Can I do this? And I just think I just kind of got stuck there. I also think, so I, my love language is words of affirmation. So I am like, my bucket gets super affirmed by certain people's words and when I have them, it's great. And when I don't get them, I think it can, it holds more weight than it probably should. And so last week, I feel like I didn't get as much affirmation as I normally get. And I was like, oh my God, this is all terrible. Throw this all away, which is not true. Um, But it was how I felt. And I had to kind of work through um, those feelings and remind myself like, Brie, like God gave you Um, all of these talents, these skills, this purpose, this heart for speaking about these things. And so just put one one foot in front of the other. Like, don't be so afraid of failing or afraid of succeeding or like what comes next from this. Like, no girl, like just put one foot in front of the other. You got this. And so I had to do a lot of affirmations and just reminding myself of God's promises, of who I am, of how dope I am and all that other stuff. So yeah, I think my heart is okay. It's coming off of a week of, um, I don't know if it was that I wasn't kind to myself last week, but I think I was just in a little bit of a funk last week. Um, but we're moving and grooving. Um, and yeah, that, that is how my heart is. It's, in a personal renaissance and coming off of a week where I feel like she was a little bit (laughs) in the dumps. Um, I also have not seen my therapist this week or last week was my first session in like a month because this has been booked. Um, So I think that probably added to it as well. Like I just have needed to like talk through and unpack some things and she just wasn't available. So I am doing okay, but yeah. That is how my heart is doing. And again, I share how my heart is because I don't think a lot of us take stop and take time to say like, how am I really doing? And, you know, this is a good practice for me because I was like, wait, how is my heart doing? So I answer the question. That is how my heart is doing. And now I encourage you to take a couple of minutes, moments just to check in with your own self. How is your heart doing, sis? How are you feeling we are, if you're in the U.S., first of all, let me just say shout out to my global listeners, okay? Because I be looking at my stats and I've seen a lot of people listening from Germany and many other countries. So I just want to say shout out to y'all. Like, that's really crazy. Super dope. Um, but if you're in the United States, we are getting close to summer. So how is your heart feeling as the weather is warming up? I know around the world, many people are... Um, getting vaccines and the world is like kind of slowly opening up. 
kind of, maybe fully, I don't know, depending on where you are. But anyways, time to check in with yourself. How is your heart doing, sis? So this week we are talking about and unpacking the fear of intimacy, which is, spoiler alert, something that I struggle with. Um, But before we get into the episode, a little bit of backstory. So I initially, I was going back and forth between either talking about this topic or talking about sharing a story about my first heartbreak from my first boyfriend. Actually, no, he wasn't my first boyfriend, second boyfriend, Um, because I had listened to this other podcast and these girls, it was two girls and they were talking about their heartbreak stories and they were actually reading their journal entries from what they wrote about when they were in like in middle school and had some boy had broken their heart. And I was like, oh my gosh, that'd be a great episode. So that was the episode I really wanted to do. But of course, I put it on Instagram because I like to give you guys an input on the next episodes coming up. And I was like, basically, which one do you guys want for next week? Do you guys want, or this week, do you want the heartbreak story or do you want me to talk about the fear of intimacy one? And I was really hoping that people were going to choose the heartbreak one because that's a much easier one for me to talk about, right? But like, a 70% to 30% vote. You guys voted for this topic. So I'm going to honor you guys. And next, I'm just not going to ask (laughs) y'all, but I'm going to honor you guys and talk about the topic that is probably the harder topic for me to talk about. I've had it on my list of possible topics for a while now, but this one is a little bit more challenging to talk about, but um, we are going to do it. So yes, let's talk about a fear of intimacy. Before we dive in, I do want to give credit to an article where I um, will be quoting most of my information, um, and it's called The Fear of Intimacy, Signs, Causes, and Coping Strategies by Lisa Fritcher on on the website Very Well Mind. I will include it in the show notes for you guys. Um, But this is the article that basically helped me realize like, oh shoot, I think I might have a fear of intimacy. And it's been something that I've unpacked with my therapist. So that has been fun. <laughs> but let's start with what is a fear of intimacy? Um, and it's interesting because I'm actually really interested to know why so many of you guys voted for this one. I wonder if you guys voted for this one because you're like, oh shoot, I think I have this as well. Or if you're just curious on what it is. But for those of you guys that want to know what it is, the fear of intimacy and I'm reading this directly from the article. So it says the fear of intimacy, also sometimes referred to as intimacy avoidance or avoidance anxiety, is characterized as the fear of sharing close emotional or physical relationship. People experience this fear do not usually wish to avoid intimacy and may even long for closeness, but frequently push others away or even sabotage relationships. So I think I think that part is really important. Um, If you are somebody who, as you listen to this episode, you're like, dang, this might be me. The thing is, it's not that you don't want a close relationship. It might be that you were just afraid of a close relationship. And again, most of these things are subconscious. Like you don't even realize that you're doing them. So it's not like you're thinking like, oh, I'm afraid and let me run away, even though, hey, you may have those thoughts. But a lot of times this may show up in your life um, as an unconscious thought. So what is intimacy? So this article defines intimacy as the ability to genuinely share your true self with another person and relates to the experience of closeness and connection. And it can be defined in three different ways, or at least this article defines it three different ways. And there is emotional intimacy, which is the ability to share your innermost feelings with another. There's sexual intimacy, which is obviously the ability to share yourself sexually. And then there's experiential 
intimacy, which is the ability to share experiences with one another. That's one I think is the most interesting one um, and the one I'm probably a little bit confused about. But mine is the emotional (laughs) fear. And it is a fear. Well, we'll talk about the different types of it. Okay, hold on. I'm just trying to give you all the facts, then we'll we'll talk about it. (laughs) Another thing that the article um, addresses, it says the fear of intimacy is separate from the fear of vulnerability. That's also another really good point because it says, though the two can be closely intertwined, a person who is living with the fear of intimacy may be comfortable becoming vulnerable and showing their true self to the world at first, or at least to trusted friends and relatives. But the problem often begins when a person with fear finds those relationships becoming too close or too intimate. So like you might have no problem being vulnerable, opening yourself up, and then somebody starts getting too close and you're like, uh, back it up, buddy. (laughs) Some of you guys might be listening to this like, oh shoot, this might be me. So now there are two different types of fears of intimacy that the article covers. And there is the fear of abandonment and the fear of engulfment, which both are ultimately a fear of loss. Um, So fear of abandonment is basically that. It's those who are afraid of being abandoned and they worry that their partner will leave them. And this usually um, comes from people, like if you have this fear, it's usually if you had an adult figure leave you um, as a young child, whether that's emotionally or physically, they were not present, then you might have a fear of abandonment. And then there is the fear of engulfment, which for those that have this fear, they are afraid of being controlled, dominated, or losing themselves in a relationship. And I will let y'all know that that is the one that I struggle with. I have a fear of engulfment. And they also talk about that there is a um, social anxiety or social phobia disorder that may present as a fear of intimacy as well. And people who have this type of a fear of intimacy are people who are afraid of others' judgment, evaluation, or rejection, and they naturally shy away from making intimate or personal connections because they might be fearful of touch or you know a couple of other things. They're just really not comfortable in those situations. So that's like a different level of fear of intimacy as well. So my fear of intimacy, specifically fear of engulfment, comes from high school and it comes, isn't that where all of our issues come from? High school. Um, But mine comes from watching other people get engulfed, so engulfed in a relationship that they lost themselves. And I'm the type of person, like I learn my lessons by watching other people. Like if I watch you touch a hot pot and you burn your finger, I don't need to then go behind you and be like, oh, let me see how hot is the pot. No, no, no. I'm like, oh, bet you touch the hot pot. I will not be going over there because that's not what happened to you. That is just how I've learned a lot of my lessons. And that might be a good or a bad thing. But specifically with this one, I watched so many of my friends. And there was one friend in particular. When I tell you she was dating this boy and she just knew she was so in love with this boy. And he was all right. But like, I mean, I didn't see it. She was so in love with him. And we kind of see like he wasn't really serious, but like, you know, he went along with it. And I don't remember how long they lasted. It was like a couple months later. They broke up and she was 
devastated. I mean, like this girl was crying in the hallways. She was crying in the cafeteria. And you know, you can show no signs of weakness in the high school cafeteria. This girl was sobbing. She wouldn't eat. She, I mean, like her whole personality demeanor, like sunk in, like she was in the sunken place, sunken place for sure. And I have another friend. I have literally like almost all my high school friends. I feel like that happened to. And I was just like, oh no, like this is, this is what happens. Like when you give your full heart or your full self away to somebody that like they can a town stomp on that joint. And you out here looking like a skeleton of a person because they have just taken your happiness and your will to live like, oh, absolutely not. And I was like, oh, no, will not be me. And (laughs) y'all, this is so bad. Um, But I actually broke up with my high school boyfriend because I told him I liked him too much. And I was like, we need to, (laughs) we need to stop this because I like you way too much. So we need to backtrack and we need to go our separate ways, which in hindsight, like, girl, really, I remember I told my therapist that and she was like, Brianna, I was like, girl, I know. (laughs) I know. But anyways, that's why I'm here. So fix me. (laughs) But yes, no. Um, So this has been a fear that I've had for a long time, but I have just, I just haven't known how to put it into words and it shows up in many different ways because when you have a fear of intimacy and again, I want to note that like you might be fearful of it, but you really crave intimacy. Like you really crave a relationship that's deep and personal where you can bear your heart and your soul to another person, but you're afraid of it. And so what happens when you have this fear, or at least what happened with me, (laughs) is that you attract emotionally unavailable people who you know, deep down, you probably really won't emotionally like fall for, right? Like maybe you find somebody that you're like, and again, these are all subconscious thoughts. So you got to tap into your subconscious to see if this is true, but you might find people that you're like, oh, there's no way that this person is going to be somebody that I can be engulfed in, right? Because maybe they're really not a person that you would you really like or that you would really go for, but you're like, cool, this is a safe option. So you seek out other people who have this fear of intimacy, who have this closed offness, and then you get in that relationship and it's like a self-fulfilling, well, maybe not self-fulfilling prophecy because you don't get engulfed in it, but you might be like, well, what the heck? This person is so emotionally unavailable and this is not. And it's like, yeah, you subconsciously picked that person for that reason. And I'm just going to leave that right there because some of y'all might be a little bit mind blown. I know I was when I was in therapy and my therapist walked me through that. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so one, I have this fear and two, this fear has influenced many of the partners that I have selected in my life because of this fear. (sighs) Mind blown. So we're going to talk about some of the signs of intimacy issues, but the article specifically talks about how these, the fear of intimacy usually only shows up in the relationships that you value most or the ones that might put you in the most danger and that's air quotes around danger of like that fear coming true so for example like if you're like me I'm like I have very close relationships with my friends and my family and the truth is like those aren't I mean I love them they are very valuable to me don't get me wrong but they're not the same it's not the same as a romantic relationship right like I can't get engulfed in a friendship and like 
lose myself. I mean, I guess you can, but it, that's not my fear. Like my fear is getting engulfed in a relationship and being like that girl in high school that couldn't eat, sleep, breathe, you know, anything because of this boy breaking up with her. Like that's not going to happen if a friend breaks up with me. Like I'll be very sad. Don't get me wrong, but I will, I'm sure I can muster the strength <laughs> to go on. Um, so it does specifically. So again, if you're listening and you're like, yeah, no, I'm pretty close with a lot of people in my life, but when a significant other or a partner comes around and you're like, oh my God, let me run for the hills. Just know that it often can manifest differently in your romantic relationships than it does in your friendships and things like that. But the article says a person who has a fear of intimacy is often able to interact with others, at least initially, it's when the relationship grows closer. So when the value of the relationship grows, that's when things fall apart. Instead of connecting on intimate level, the relationship is ended in some way and replaced by yet another more superficial relationship. The pattern that emerges may be many short-term relationships, and there are a number of reasons why a person may appear to have a commitment phobia or be accused of being a serial dater. Fear of intimacy may be one. I don't have that. Um, I'm not a a serial dater. (laughs) Y'all know I don't even be trying to date at all. I just want him to show up at my door. So that's not me. But if you can think about somebody that like they're always in a relationship and they're always hopping from one person to the next, like they might have a fear of intimacy. And then when things get too deep, they're like, oh, nah, bro, I'm out of here. So if that's you, sorry, sis, you might have a fear of intimacy, which might be a commitment phobia. I also think for me, I have a very specific fear of divorce. And I talk about that in my episode, Dear Divorce, I Hate You, But Thank You episode. Um, But because my parents divorced when I was in high school, and that's obviously like I'm, you know, 16, 17, like I'm old enough to see what's going on and know what's going on and feel all the emotions and the weight of that. And so I think it was, it made me so fearful of like, oh my gosh, like I don't ever want to get divorced. And so subconsciously it's like, how do you never get divorced? You never let nobody get too close. And if y'all know that Andre 3000, bar from international players anthem where he says keep your oh no that wasn't even andre that was big boy but he goes keep your heart three stacks keep your heart a keep your heart a (laughs) these girls are smart um yeah no i have no problem keeping my heart like i'm like oh it's kept don't you even worry (laughs) it is kept so yeah like i I have a fear of divorce. So if you are also somebody who's listening and your parents divorced and it was traumatic for you you might have this fear as well because you're fearful of ever something ever ending up in divorce. And yeah, that's that's work that I'm doing to unpack um, and figure out like, Brianna, it's going to be fine. Like you can't predict the future, but also you can try to choose a partner that, you know, is going to I don't want to say divorce-proof your marriage, but you have to be smart about how you choose a partner and um, trust that God will bring you your forever person. And you, But you can't walk into this relationship with that fear because guess what that fear will do? It will sabotage the relationship. So speaking of sabotaging relationships, <laughs> this article says people who have a fear of intimacy may sabota- sabotage their relationship in many ways. This may take on the form of nitpicking and being very critical of a partner. It may also take the form of making themselves unlovable in some way, acting suspicious and accusing a partner of something that hasn't actually occurred. So, yes, I have 
I think this one, so it can be tricky. So once I found out that I had this fear of intimacy, I was like to my therapist, I'm like, well, how can I trust myself when I am like, so say I go out on a date with a guy and there's something that I don't like about him. How do I know if I'm being nitpicky and it's really rooted in my fear of intimacy or if it's a legitimate grievance, like girl, (laughs) I think back to that guy who I went on a date with and his nails, like they were so dirty, you guys, like that might sound like nitpicking and maybe it is, maybe this is my fear of intimacy shining bright, but like there was like that big black line of dirt under his nails And I'm like, no, this is like a hygiene thing. Like, I can't. Do not touch me. (laughs) Whatever. Maybe that's my favorite to see. Anyways, moving on. Um, But yeah, so I think that is something, some inner work that you might have to do. Like if you're, if you realize that you do have this fear, just know that it can, it can show itself in you being overly critical So when you are in, when you're dating, you just might have to be mindful of that and say like, okay, is this a legitimate thing? Or is this me just trying to find anything wrong with this person? And now granted, the nails could have been something that I could have absolutely pushed past. He had some other things. This was the guy that ate my pork taco on that date as well. Um, So he had some other things. Um, But yeah, I've run from relationships or situations or dating experiences where I'm like, ah, I can't. And I find something wrong and I dip out. Um, yeah, wow, that's me being very vulnerable and sharing that, but I'm hoping that this will help somebody else in their fear of intimacy. If this is, if this doesn't help anyone, then I immediately regret all of my vulnerability. (laughs) There also is an aspect of this for those that have a fear of physical contact. Remember I said mine was a fear of emotional intimacy, but for those that are afraid of physical intimacy, like that might present itself in you just avoiding physical contact completely like with your partner and that has different implications and different reasonings Um, that is not one that I necessarily struggle with Um, but if you feel that way then you might have a fear of intimacy when it comes to like actual physical intimacy but I do also want to share that there according to the article there is a spectrum when it comes to the fear of intimacy so some people might have mild traits and then others might be unable to form any close relationships at all so if you're listening to this and you're like oh my god i have a fear of intimacy it's a spectrum so you might be a two or three or hey you might be at the i don't know your life but just know it is a spectrum so it's not a one size fits all it's not oh my gosh i have this thing and i have all of this thing um it is a spectrum And I think the most important part of it is to know how it presents in your life. So you might have to do, again, do that work to say, okay, where has this shown up in relationships? Have I pushed people away? Have I been nitpicky? Have I self-sabotaged? This article also talks about perfectionism and like, did I, do I feel like I need to make myself perfect to be worthy of love? So there is some sort of worthiness aspect that ties into this as well. And it's a lot of emotional work to unpack these things, but I think it's important to know your past habits when it comes to dating and how and why you choose the people that you do. So what do you do if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, shoot, this is me. So the article gives a couple of really great suggestions. So the first one, the one I hate the most, is accept uncertainty. It says those who fear intimacy ultimately fear the consequences of a relationship that turns sour. Duh. 
It says, it's important to embrace the fact that there are no guarantees in life or in human relationships. Every connection with another person is ultimately a gamble. Despite that, social relationships are a basic driving goal of human existence. Practicing courage can make a difference, and it it's been found that developing positive relationship experiences can decrease fear. A caveat is that it's important to do this with somebody who you believe you can trust. Try to focus more on living day-to-day rather than focus on needing a particular outcome. Wow, all up in my business. <laughs> uh, number two is expressing self-compassion. In order, It says, in order to successfully battle a fear of intimacy, you must first be comfortable in yourself. If you truly know and accept your own values and worth as a person, then you know that rejection is not as crushing as it may seem. You will be able to set appropriate boundaries to avoid engulfment and cope with abandonment if it comes along. Practicing self-compassion may sound easy to some, but for others, it's not always intuitive. Lastly, the article ends with some encouragement and the last piece of advice is to give yourself time. If you are somebody that's listened to this article and you're like, this is me, I have this fear, give yourself time. It says overcoming a fear of intimacy does not happen overnight, even when you feel like you've gained ground. Grant yourself some forgiveness and speak kindly to your inner self. Try not to view your fear as a character flaw. Instead, try to look at it as simply something that likely stems from your distant past that you can work through in order to have a better future. So I want to actually close out in prayer uh, for those that are listening that may um, have this fear. So Father God, thank you for creating us um, so beautifully and so wonderfully. I just want to lift up any of my listeners and myself included that might struggle with this fear of intimacy, God. This fear ultimately comes from a fear of being hurt, a fear of rejection, a fear of losing ourselves, Father God, or a fear of just not being accepted when we show ourselves to others. And we know that your word says that you are not the author of fear. And so I just pray right now that you would give us the strength and the eyes and the wisdom to be able to see this for what it is and to be able to push through in the face of um, wanting to resort back to previous behaviors. Father God, I just pray over all of my listeners. I pray that you would just help us to not feel helpless, um, not feel like this is something that we can't overcome for those that are feeling overwhelmed. I just pray that we would reminded that through your strength, we can do all things. And I pray that they would lean into you, Father God, and trust you to lead us and guide us for those that are single and dating and like, oh my goodness, how am I not going to let this thing be the thing that holds me back? Is this going to be the thing that does hold me back, Father God? I just pray that we can just rest in trusting that you are in control. And that, yes, our futures may be uncertain for us, but they're not uncertain for you, Father God, because you've already written all of our stories. So I just pray that we would just rest in that and that knowing that you are in control and that we are not broken, um, that we are made perfect through you and your son's sacrifice. So, yeah, I just I pray for my sisters and thank you for your love and your care and your guidance for us always and forever. Child, I feel like somebody needed that prayer. And by somebody, I mean me. (laughs) 
But all right, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the Shine Bright Podcast. Please rate and subscribe to the podcast, especially if you listen on Apple Music. Don't forget to rate it. Ratings really help just more people be able to find this podcast, more people like you. So I will see you guys back in two weeks. And I hope that you guys find a reason to shine bright on purpose this week. Bye.